so moving on, let's let's talk about yesterday's game. Um, and let's talk about uh, LA LA Galaxy. And obviously they're out of the playoffs. They ended up um, tying one-one. It, it honestly didn't matter whether they won because LAFC lost to uh, San Jose, so they needed that to break. Um, but let, let, they were. Let's talk about the game a little bit. They were the much better team in the first half. They had many different opportunities to score. Zubac had one. Uh, I actually had a few during the game. Uh, Daniel Stairs had one off the crossbar. Um, who else? I think People Gonzalez had an opportunity. Um, yeah, Seattle didn't have a shot on goal in the first half. Yeah, and on top of that, like I was going to say, they, they, were, they were the better team. LA Galaxy was the better team. They played with so much energy. Obviously, being coached under Dom, like, you know, we've, we've heard Sebastian Legette that he simplified th- simplifies things for them, and they seemed like they had more energy. Obviously, their backs were, were against the wall. They had this was a must-win, so obviously that factors in. And on top of that, a lot of these guys are playing for their jobs for next season. Um, some guys, you know, are like I think Daniel Stairs after the game said, like, you know, a lot of guys uh, still have to play for, you know, for a contract for next season. So obviously that's motivation. Um, to your essentially trying out potentially for the yellow galaxy or other MLS teams or teams around the world as well. So they look good. They look solid. And then you had Chicharito. He's been posting, you know, a lot about the yellow galaxy recently. He posted uh, something on Instagram, like a game made thing. Um, he came on and he gave galaxy the lead on the 78th minute. And it looks like they're going to win it in the 93rd minute. Raul Rudy Diaz ties it up and it's unfortunate for them what did you think about the game and then we'll get into the the, the press call well you talk about guys playing for uh, their jobs next year and and there's a number of guys who uh, you know again with the way the mls financial structure works and salary structure there are some guys that are prop most likely not going to be back next season um and they were trying to impress teams that might be interested in them. Um, I wonder about a guy named Sebastian Legette. I think his future may hinge on Christian Pavone. I don't think the Galaxy can afford both. Um, so, you know, a guy like Sebastian Legette could be someone that uh, other teams are looking at. I wonder about Efrain Alvarez, who had the assist on Chicharito's goal. He's a young player. He's not making a lot of money, but he hasn't progressed the way I think the Galaxy wanted him to. Would they be open to offers of some Someone came along. So, uh, you know, David Bingham has lost his starting job, then got it back. Um, you know, he's he's over 30 now, um, you know, makes a pretty good salary. It's do a raise. So, uh, you know, again, a lot of guys playing for their jobs. But, you know, another guy playing for his job is Dominic Kinnear. Mm-hmm. Um, the team, he took over the team with six games to go in 2018 and got them within 17 minutes of a playoff berth. It was a late goal from Houston, uh, 17 minutes from the end of the season that cost them two points. They missed the playoff by one point. Clearly that that team reacted to Dominic's energy and his enthusiasm and his keep it simple strategy. Um, the high press, very energetic game plan that he has, uh, you know, requires a lot of fitness. Again, th- you know, Dominic took over 10 days ago, a week ago, rather. Dominic took over a team that had won one time in 10 games um, and got them to beat Real Salt Lake in their first game, played a, a fantastic game, probably one of their best games of the season. Now they come back yesterday and uh, against the defending MLS champion, Seattle Sounders, they're winning until the 93rd minute. They give up a goal in the, in the closing seconds of the game, wind up with a draw, another great performance. This is the same team that went, uh, you know, one, one, eight and one in 10 games under Guillermo Barrascoloto. That has to impress somebody that Dominic got the same players to play this kind of a game. Um, the Galaxy have not 
tip their hand at which way they're looking uh, in hiring a, a new coach. I will say that I believe that they're going to be very deliberate and take their time. And the reason I say that is because I think they want to wait as long as possible for maybe uh, other coaches to become available. Just in the last week, you know, we've had Juan Carlos Osorio become available um, when he lost his job. And that's a guy that's definitely going to be a candidate for this job. MLS is probably not going to open the 2021 season until late uh, winter, early spring, maybe somewhere around April, May, maybe even later. The reason they're not going to open the season is because of COVID. They do not want to start another season in empty stadiums. So they're going to wait uh, as long as possible. So there's no rush for the Galaxy. They're not going to have training camp maybe until February or March. So why hire a coach now? Um, they're going to take their time. I say all that. to say They have not said whether they're going to offer the job to Dom. Two years ago, or 2018, they gave Dom a cursory interview, but it was more sort of a, a, a just a courtesy thing. It wasn't really uh, – they weren't really considering him for the job. They were going after Guillermo at that point, and Dominic really didn't get a fair shake. Dominic has not said whether he wants the job. I definitely think the way the team is playing, he may not be the sexy choice, but the team responds to him. It is, it, you know, If you want the team to win, he may not be a Bob Bradley. He may not take the team to Supporter Shield – but he's going to get them to the playoffs. They're going to play solid football. They're going to be in, uh, interesting to watch, and they're not going to quit. All things that necessarily didn't happen under under Guillermo Berescolo. So, you know, I, I think when you talk about guys playing for the supper, Dominic's definitely one of them. If they have a strong performance in Vancouver, if Dominic takes this team that won one of ten games under, under Scalotto and has them unbeaten in three games to end the season, how can you not con- seriously consider him as coach? Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, I'm with you. I I, I have uh, obviously it's also depending if Dominic Kinnear wants the opportunity. Obviously, it looks like it. He was very engaged in yesterday's game. He was very adamant. He was on the ref. I was really paying attention. Um, he, he he's he's a footballer. He he loves what he does, and you know, and you saw the passion and the emotion uh, for him for wanting to root his team. Uh, to win and even talk to him at, after the press conference. Uh, he, he seems like a obviously really cool guy, obviously knows what he's talking about, friendly to us, answers all our questions. And I'm with you on that. I, I definitely do want the LA Galaxy to yeah, definitely look at him, but I agree with you. I think they're going to wait and take their time because I feel like they have to get this right. They, they, I, they said that last time, but they have to get this right. And I think you do bring in someone like Dom or someone that is familiar with the league and because this is also a rebuilding process. And on top of that, you also want to have the opportunity uh, for the younger guys that play for LA Galaxy 2 and come up through here and, and you know, get a chance and start to build build those um, build, build that youth up through the LA Galaxy system, through the LA Galaxy organization. And, and I think he will. Uh, I think he will. He's uh, I, I create a little list of who I think right now. And I can go over that right now, who I think the LA Galaxy should go should go for. Um, as of November 5th, things will change a month from now, a week from now, or two months from now. But I think for me, the the, the top candidates that I have uh, is Dominic Kinnear. Uh, and these are these are all that have been rumored and reported on, and some are speculation. Javier Aguirre, he was on Sirius X, X, F, FC, uh, and he talked about that two MLS teams had contacted him. He didn't mention those, but I'm assuming one of those is LA Galaxy. Well, there's only two MLS teams looking for coaches, DC United and the, and the Galaxy. Exactly, so, exactly. Them, so that, there you go. Exactly, and then Juan Carlos Osorio, who you mentioned, uh, he coached uh, the Mexican national team. I think he's a very – he speaks really good English. 
I think uh, I think he 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 loves living out here, out in the U.S. I think he I don't know if his kids go to school out here or something like that, but he speaks really good English. He has a great relationship with uh, Dennis to close, so I think he's definitely going to be a, a candidate. And then also Robbie Keane, ESPN. After after I know Dennis had declined, but I read an article from uh, ESPN that this seems to come from uh, Robbie Keane's camp that they were contacted by the LA Galaxy or people from the LA Galaxy. So I think Robbie Keane. I'm not so high on Robbie Keane, but I think right now those are those are the options. There may be more, but I think that's right now. That is that is the list of who I'm seeing. That makes sense. Obviously, Javier Aguirre and Juan Carlos Osorio have that relationship with Dennis DeClose. And I don't think that's to appease Chicharito or not. And that just to me makes sense. Dennis DeClose has has coached, has been with the national team. He obviously is going to go to his closest resources and he knows what a Juan Carlos Osorio can do. Obviously, he knows what Javier Aguirre can do. So right now, those those are those to me uh, are the options of right now. Like I said, I think the list can grow. And, our, and then come down maybe next year, the, li- the list is going to narrow. But I, I definitely do have Dom right now as the number one. Well, that list will grow. For example, if Toronto doesn't win MLS Cup, I think that would be the third time that Greg Vaney has taken them to the MLS Cup final and they didn't win. I mean, if they make it to the MLS Cup final. Um, and if they don't win a title, Toronto may decide that, yeah, Greg Vaney is a great coach, but he doesn't have what it takes to get them over the top. Um, he may become available. Former Galaxy guy, uh, you know, uh, played here, uh, learned here, uh, might be a guy that the Galaxy might want to bring back. He would be a very good pick. So he would be a guy that would add to the mix. The guys that you have, Dominic is an interesting um, uh, case because I do think he's earned at least a a deep uh, interview uh, part of this process. Two things. He doesn't seem to be a guy who likes to play young players. And you, and you look at some of the things he's already done with getting Joe Corona back in the mix, uh, uh, you know, using Perry kitchen a lot, Uh, David Bingham back in goal, replacing Klinsman who does have an injury, but I don't think he was injured last, uh, last game. Um, Dominic Kinnear is a guy who likes veterans uh, and that is a good coaching strategy, but it, it doesn't fit with Dennis the closest trying to do with the Academy. I think Dennis DeClosa once he's talked about if there is not a path open from Galaxy 2 in the academy to the first team. In other words, if players like Yulianez think they don't have a chance they're and they're good, they're going to go to Europe or they're going to look elsewhere. So um, there has to be a pathway for the young players. And Bob Kinnear is not a guy who necessarily uh, likes to use young players. I think another thing with Dominic is the way his – he's – remember um, – uh, he is now tied with Bob Bradley for 170 victories in MLS, third most all time. He has two MLS Cups. He's been in the MLS Cup final as a manager four times. That ended really poorly in San Jose. It was a soap opera at the end. I think that really scarred Dominic. And I think that may be one of the reasons why he is so reticent to say, I want to be a head coach again. I think he loves being an assistant. He's only 52. He's got a long time to go in soccer. But I, I do think he's a little bit apprehensive about being the guy again for an entire season because it went so wrong at the end of San Jose. A couple of interesting uh, names you threw out there, Juan Carlos Osorio uh, and Javier Aguirre, both former Mexican national team coaches, both coached the Mexican national team in the World Cup. Aguirre was a guy and is a guy who, like Dom, likes veterans. I covered that 2010 Mexican team in South Africa um, and I remember that Guatemala Blanco got the starts over Javier mm-hmm. Hernandez, even though yep. Javier Hernandez was was the flavor of the month. He was the new young guy. Um, it, it, 
Blanco basically had to prove he was not able to play, which he did, by the way, in the third game there, um, and for Javier Hernandez to get a chance to play. So Aguirre, another guy who um, may not be, uh, you know, a guy that's going to give uh, young players a lot of opportunity. Car- Juan Carlos Osorio is completely different. Juan Carlos Osorio is the guy who brought Chuck Chucky Lozano into the national team. Um, you know, a, a number of players, uh, even though Mexico had the oldest roster in the World Cup in Russia, they did have a lot of young players playing. Um, and that was because Juan Carlos Osorio gave them an opportunity. So he's also, um, he wants to come back to MLS. He's coached 67 games as a manager in MLS. Didn't do really well, but does have experience in the league. Uh, speaks, uh, is by, you know, completely bilingual. His kids are American citizens. They were born here. He's motivated to come back. I think he goes high up on that list. And the thing with both Aguirre and Osorio is Chicharito had success under both, especially under under Aguirre. Uh, he scored his most, um, uh, he had his best scoring season as a Mexican national team player under uh, Javier Aguirre. Um, that is something to consider when you consider that uh, Chicharito has at least an, a year, perhaps two years, and as much as $12 million on his contract with the Galaxy. If you decide that you can't move Chicharito and you've already devoted $12 million to him, um, it behooves you to get a manager who's going to come in and get $12 million worth of production out of him. So if you are looking and say, well, Dominic Kinnear may be the best manager for the team, but Javier Aguirre may be a better manager for Chicharito, that has to figure into the equation because you've got $12 million invested in this guy. Yeah, yeah, no, and that that that, that definitely that definitely obviously what you're seeing out of Chicharito these uh, yesterday's game, and obviously I think what Chicharito after listening to his press conference, um, it seems like what his life outside of football he he talked about that had really essentially impacted his his performance play yeah he uh katya i had asked him uh a question and he got in depth and uh it was just a simple question about just scoring the goal on lebron james and you know how chicharito can go on tangents he talked about his personal life and you know rumors about you know this is from him just want to be clear that you know that his kid wasn't his his and he said this all in spanish and he was very open um about that essentially saying that what was going out outside his life was was affecting him and he said he's been working with his um with with his i don't want to say trainer or what what's the word that he used uh i guess like a spiritual person i don't i don't know the word exact word he said um mentor i I guess you would say um that he said he's been working with him his name is diego he's been working with him he's been able to help him out a lot and that's who he gave credit to um for him to get back in focus so i think to me i you're, I think the, um, what I'm starting to realize is what was going on with so Obviously, everything outside of soccer was affecting him, and mentally he wasn't there, and he wasn't, you know, able to see things. I think uh, you, if you are, I think any of these coaches, if Chicharito's in the right mind state, and you know whatever's going outside his life, just like all of us, we're all humans, right? If something's uh, not going well outside the field, at home, personal life, or whatever, it's going to affect you at your workplace, on the field, or whatever. So, I think if Chicharito's in the right mind mind state, he said even say he quoted, he's like, "I'm back." You know, he was hearing, like just paraphrasing. Uh, you know, I was joking with the guys, telling them I'm back. I know it's late, but I'm back. You know, so he looks like to be back, and whatever he was dealing with personally, um, he's looked past it, and he's 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 uh, moving forward. So I think 
if he's on that mindset or, you know, whoever you bring in, obviously I agree with you. You have to make it work because you're paying them a lot of money to, you know, to score goals and win games and sell jerseys and all those different things. And I also agree with you on Dennis to close, like you want someone that's going to have a pathway for younger players to come up and play for the, play for the first team and, you know, get looked at from the first team and not get passed over. Um, and I do remember Javier Gideon. That was, that was one of his knocks on that. So that's why, that's why I feel like Juan Carlos Osorio definitely uh, right now uh, is one of the top candidates. Dominic Kinnear, the way he's been coaching the team these last few games, uh, looks very exciting, looks very promising. But I, I'm with you. They have to take their time. They have to take their time. They also got to see what happens where uh, Christian Pavone. I mean, it's unfortunate that they may not have him. Uh, next season, uh, he may be too expensive for them. Whatever the neg- negotiations happen with that, um, I think if they're able to keep him, definitely you you make that. And then Jonathan Dos Santos, your other DP, he hasn't been healthy. He's been in and out of the lineup. You know, he's ahead in consistencies. And I, I think there's a lot of things going on with with this LA Galaxy and also their back line. Uh, I think right now Unsua and Arajo look look uh, solid. People Gonzalez has been playing pretty good. I know he's also playing for his job. Uh, Daniel Stairs talked about that. You know, so it's to me, it, there's only certain pieces. And if you completely rebuild this team, I only see like only like a handful of, of players staying for this season. Um, and if Dominic Kamnir is the coach next season, what does that mean for Jonathan Klinsman? Because we've seen him go with David Bingham. And uh, and I think you reported this, that Jonathan Klinsman was not in the 18 because of injury. So, um, you know, to me, Jonathan Klinsman looks promising. He looked, to me, he looks more exciting, um, more of the future for LA Galaxy. I don't know about David Bingham. Um, so I think those those are a lot of things um, that they're going to have to address this offseason. Well, obviously starts now since uh, they're out of the playoffs, but uh, those are a lot of, a lot of the things that they're going to have to address. And, you know, if you have a Chicharito on the right mindset, I think whoever the coach is will, will be able – that is a focal point that you want to get the best out of them. But, again, you also want to have, like you said, that pathway for the younger, younger guys to come up to the first team. Well, you talk about DPs. You know that you actually have three DPs, Christian Pavone, Jonathan Dos Santos, and Chicharito. They started a game together four times this year. The Galaxy played 21 games. Only four of them were started by all three DPs. That is not a good use of your DP money. A um, couple of things about Chicharito that I think are interesting. As you know, um, he's been taking a lot of heat in the media uh, for his lack of performance this year. Yesterday was just his second goal, and he followed that up by by missing, uh, I think, a goal he should have scored. Yeah. Sky ball whale over the top of the crossbar at the end of a two-on-one breakaway. The, the Galaxy should have won that game because of that. But um, – He's been taking a lot of heat in the media, and I, I think AEG and, and the Galaxy, I've talked to some AEG people off the record uh, and just you know, talk, uh, hearing whispers from certain Galaxy people. Um, there have been a lot of things going on in Chicharito's personal life. Uh, his wife had the, the baby. Uh, now he's <laughs> Chicharito himself is saying, not sure the baby is his. His wife was pregnant. Chicharito was taking. No, no, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't saying that. He was denying denying those rumors that people what people were saying. Yeah, yeah, but it's become public and and in Mexico, uh, there's a lot of talk about that. Yeah, you're right. Um, um, but his also his family is very close. I I went to Manchester to talk to Javier when he was playing for Manchester United, Uh, and at that time his whole family, his mother, his brother, uh, his mother, his father, his sister, they were all living there. His sister was going to university in England. 
the family is very close. His grandfather, uh, Chicharito was close to him. His grandfather died this year. So there's been a lot of stuff going on. And I think AEG and the Galaxy were aware of that. Chicharito didn't talk about it. He did very little media this year. Um, and I think this push at the end, when you see him being very in, uh, active on Instagram now, I think that came from AEG and the Galaxy to say, yep. Chicharito, get out there tell your story, tell people you know that you're, you're, you've had a tough year, which he did repeatedly yesterday. Um, tell people you've had a tough year that you're going to do better. He did say in Spanish, you might remember this, he said, if I didn't want to be in MLS, I would tell you openly. That's not the case, you know, because there's been rumors that he doesn't want to be here. He wants to go back to Chivas. So he addressed that. You know, Koch's question was not, it was different, but not a ton different from the questions he got in English. Um, but he's much more comfortable in Spanish, obviously. I think he had, in English, he talked about, I apologize, I didn't have a good season, I'm going to do better next year, uh, I know it hasn't been good for me, it's been frustrating. He really didn't answer the question in the sense of he had that that storyline ready. He had yeah, that. Yeah, he wanted to get off his chest. He, he wanted, he wanted to get off Spanish, his chest. Right, and so then in Spanish, he went off on the personal life thing because mm -hmm. he was much more comfortable doing it in Spanish. My point was that script was written, he wanted to get that off his chest, he wanted to make those statements, uh, he was prepared to do that. So, uh, and I think that came from AEG. I'm, I'm fairly sure that came, the impetus for that came from AEG and the Galaxy to say, look, Chicharito, you're getting hammered in the media. Get out there and defend yourself um, because, you know, it's not going to be too long until people turn on us and say, you guys just wasted $6 million. I think it's all part of a campaign. It's all for the good. Um, you know, I, I, I do think Chicharito feels good. And Dominic Kinnear said too, Dominic Kinnear, who clearly knows some of this stuff, um, didn't go into the personal, but just said when when Chicharito scored that goal, I think it lifted a huge weight off yep. his shoulders. Um, so was he referring to just scoring a goal or referring to getting this personal stuff out in the open? Um, probably a little bit of both. Yeah, no, and I'm with you. I think I just watching, listening and watching the, the press conference again because I was hearing it on the way home last night, how – you know, he really like in English, he was, you know, this is what he said. I think that obviously I'm with you that obviously LA Galaxy are doing a little bit of damage control, um, having him post and everything. And, you know, as he should do. And, you know, the next step is obviously score goals and, you know, be out there talking with the fans whenever that happens, whenever, you know, that's the case, because you want to now it's all up essentially you you got to win over the fans you know obviously scoring last night helps you know talking but this is his quote that he said in english he said i had a pretty bad season i even told guillermo boss guillermo boss gloto before he left that i was sorry because i couldn't give him my best i want to take this opportunity as well to say sorry to all my fans and sorry to the galaxy fans i didn't i didn't give him my best but i want to show you i want to show them in these last few games what i can give that to me obviously it's uh, is part of the damage control obviously he was very sincere and he was very, very open, uh, you know, with his personal life in Spanish. What no one asked, no one asked. He was just he want. It looked like he wanted to get that off his chest. Um, and then I didn't know about that about the rumor about his kid or what was going on. I did not know that until he brought that up. And then I looked into it. And I'm like, oh, okay, people have been talking about this. So I think that has definitely bothered him. He also said in Spanish that he had been closed off from his family and he's typically and then you just you know brought up a point that he, how close he's to his family he's been he said last yesterday to katya's question that he he was so he 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 was not talking to his family he was closed off to everybody and now that has changed um so we don't know wh what happened we and that to me it's like if you're ali Gaxi, you hope this doesn't happen to him next season
right? Yeah. He goes down this whole, whatever. it might've just been a bad year for him or just, you know, for everybody. But, you know, it seemed like 2020 has really affected him in a lot of different ways that we don't know. And I think you're right, Dennis, AG and Galaxy definitely know what's going on with his personal situation because after he mentioned that i'm like oh okay i think this this is what's been weighing on you this is what's really you know this is what's potentially put you in a rabbit hole and i you know us from the media we don't necessarily know what's going on in their personal life we know if you're not performing on the field that hey you're not doing good you know what i'm saying but we didn't know to the to the further extent until him yesterday and being vulnerable and telling us more than what essentially we asked well, and that's why I don't. I I, ne- I never have bought the hamstring injury. I, I've reported a hamstring injury because that's what the Galaxy have officially said he has. But we've never seen an MRI. Um, he seemed to come back pretty quick and pretty strong. I mean, a hamstring injury generally you're you're uh, you know favoring it for quite some time. I, I don't think. Uh, I'm not saying I know he didn't have a hamstring injury. We, we can't go to training. We can't be around the team because of COVID. So I. I don't know. I just never bought the idea that he had a hamstring injury. I think he was dealing with this other stuff. I think it was, you know, sometimes in in uh, in our jobs, our workaday jobs, we get a mental health day because it, things just piling up too much for us. You know, we need to take a day away, not a vacation day, just a day to re- to decompress. I think Chicharito probably got into one of those situations, and the Galaxy said, "Go take a mental health week." Yeah, no, no, I'm with you. I, th- I think now that we're that he was vulnerable in what he said yesterday, it makes sense. And uh, no, I'm I'm with you on the speculation. Uh, I they never told us, uh, you know, what 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 happened to him. You know, on his injury, it just kind of happened out of nowhere. And you know, that to that to us that you know now that we look back, you know, you know we can't say for sure that we're like, oh, he wasn't injured. But now it makes more sense that maybe he was dealing with personal things and mentally he just wasn't there and mentally he wasn't ready to be on the field with the team and practice with them um because even dominic said he's like you know i'm still getting to know chicharito and i'm like well i know he's been injured and stuff but is he not showing up there and stuff and that to me just kind of tells me a little bit more that whatever he was dealing personally he probably couldn't get motivated to come out to the games or come out to practice and stuff because for excuse me for what we know he could have been in a down point in his life or whatever whatever the case was going on you know and you know Dominic saying I'm still getting to know him just tells me that he ha- Chicharito has not been around but it, as of now it looks optimistic moving forward if you're Chicharito if you're the LA Galaxy where where he's at mentally where we where he's at after speaking and being vulnerable um telling us everything that he he told us now you just got to turn that into wins scoring goals and essentially i think the first thing you have to do is win the fan base over um and before the games um if covid it, it, by next year is over i think you do want to see them out there publicly talking to fans um if that's allowed and all those different things because i think that's going to help build his rep- reputation back up yeah i mean he is a i i've known him well i mean how much do you know a player you cover i've known him since he was a teenager I've always found him to be an articulate guy. He's really good in English and Spanish. He talks really fast. He's impossible mm-hmm. to transcribe in English or Spanish. Um, but he's always a thoughtful guy. He's generally pretty cooperative. Uh, I've, I've been a little bit surprised that the Galaxy, I mean, COVID has a lot to do with it. And now we know that Chicharito has been uh, preoccupied with other things off the field. But, I mean, he's a good-looking guy. He's bilingual. 
Uh, he's Mex Mexico's all-time leading scorer. We live in a Southern California market with 6 million Mexican and Mexican-Americans. I've been surprised that given all of the, the, the things in Chicharito's toolbox that the Galaxy have not done a better job of utilizing him and marketing and other things. And, you know, so perhaps we'll see an, another Chicharito next year. One point somebody at, a, at AEG made to me, uh, which again suggests to me that they knew something was up. Um, they talked to me about how, you know, Chicharito's really uh, been hurt by the transition, you know, moving to the United States, coming from the, um, you know, La Liga where he was with Sevilla. No, no, no. Chicharito went from Chivas to the Premier League. Then he went to the Bundesliga. He played in La Liga. He went back to the EPL, back to La Liga. Uh, if anyone knows about moving and changing leagues and changing styles of play, it's Chicharito. So, um, you know, I, I, AEG was out there, I think, trying to make excuses for him or, or give reasons why he wasn't performing well. Now we know what the real reasons are. And, and hopefully now that that's out in the open, he can deal with it and, and um, you know, not worry about the whispers and stuff and just move forward. Yeah, and just just to kind of just finish this off, I think uh, uh, Jared Borghetti, he he had gone. Uh, he's a ESPN deportes or ESPN reporter back in Mexico. He had mentioned that he believed um, that Chicharito was getting bad advice. Um, so if this happens again next year, I think you got to see to who who Chicharito's surrounding himself with and who's influencing, um, because obviously this year. Uh, whoever he's been associating himself with, he has not been focused on, on soccer. And, you know, I think that's definitely had an impact, you know, obviously, you know, the saying goes, show me who your friends are, not show you who you are. I think that the, the people that are closest to him, if he's, he, if he was, like he said, he was open about this, that he was, he was closed off to his family and who he was hearing from. Um, and like you said, he, he's, he is such a family person, always has his family around him being closed off from from his family when you're having a kid and you're you know you're going through COVID and stuff like that, I think it, it kind of you know you kind of speculate is he really hanging around the right people, whoever whoever is in a circle, and if and if we hope this doesn't happen, but if he goes down another rabbit hole like this next season, I think you really start you really gotta ask more questions and who he, who he, who he's hanging out with and why he's hanging out with those people because obviously that that that's having a negative impact on him that's having a negative 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 impact on his professional career and his playing career and that's something you don't want if you're at the galaxy because at that point then you're you may have to part ways with them if that happens again next season because you you don't want that to happen next season well chicharito's 31 so he's getting a little old in the tooth you know that i'd, I'd love to be 31 but for soccer <laughs> but you know you mentioned Jared Borghetti. That's the guy that Chicharito passed to become Mexico's all-time leading scorer. Uh, Borghetti speaking in Spanish um, when he also said, you know, he thought Chicharito was getting better. He made a great point. He said Chicharito needs to know that soccer is the thing that makes everything else possible. Mm -hmm. You know, he wants to spend time, uh, you know, Borghetti didn't say this, but I think the implication was Chicharito wants to spend time living in a nice house and maybe making TV appearances and doing sponsorship deals. Guess what? Nobody wants to give you the money to buy a big house or to have you sponsor their products if you're not a great soccer player. So once the soccer goes south, you, all those opportunities dry up. And Borghetti's point was Chicharito needs to concentrate on soccer before the, all those other things happen. And when you talk about the people surrounding him, um, again, his father played for the, the Mexican team. His grandfather played for the Mexican uh, national team. 
um, uh, his grandfather passed this year, which we mentioned. They were very experienced. His father uh, was his agent for a while, I believe, and they were very involved in his career. And they played at the highest levels in Mexico and in World Cups. Um, his father played for the last team that made it to the, the final eight of a World Cup. So uh, and that's Mexican team. They, they know about the distractions and all these other things. And I would be surprised if they uh, uh, did not get more involved. And, in uh, you know, perhaps they're the ones that gave Chicharito the bad advice. I don't think so. I don't know. Uh, no, it's not, it's not, it's not his, it's not his parents. He was, he said he was closed off from his family. It's the, I think the bad advice, what they're hinting at, this is just speculation is, is um, mentor or whatever you want to call it is the people he's doing, well, he needs to replace those people with his parents. He needs to get his parents back involved in this. Yeah, life. I mean, yeah, I'm not here to, to, you know, to tell people what to do, but I, that is a speculation. Uh, I think that's what Jared Borghetti, uh was hinting at is who he who he's been hanging out with. It's not, it's not his family is maybe the spiritual person or whoever this person is. That's what seems to be. So that's what seems to be the speculation. Obviously, we don't know if that's true, but that's what seems to be the speculation of who uh, Bordecki and everybody else uh, is speculating on who he's been hanging out with. And maybe that has dealt that that has led him down a different path than well, you, you talked about whether this person is a spiritual advisor or whatever, you know, Chicharito is very religious. He kneels on the field, or at least he did before that they did the Black Lives Matter thing. He would kneel at the center circle, you know, and look to the heavens, uh, say a little prayer. Um, I know that when, if you remember the season was canceled or, or, or suspended on March 8th, uh, I know that Chicharito's mother and father were here at that time. Um, I believe they, let me, they, let me, let me, let me, let me just say this. I don't think, I don't want, I don't want to, so I'm not misquoted, not spiritual or I guess like a life coach would be better. Right. Said. I don't want to say, I don't want to say spiritual. I don't know the exact word, but it's not a really like a life coach. I think it's probably more of a mentor, a mentor. Yeah. A mentor. Let's go, let's go with but, that. But his, his parents were here. They came down to, to see the, the wife pregnant. Um, they had the baby. I don't know if the parents came back for that. He talked about, uh, again, going back to being closed off from the family. I wonder, uh, knowing that they had been so close, when he says closed off from the family, uh, he said that in Spanish, and I didn't. he didn't go on to explain it much. Closed off, that can mean a lot of things. That can mean you close them out of your life. That can mean they closed you out of your life. That could mean you just couldn't see each other. And I'm wondering if it's the third option because of COVID, that they were not able to spend the time, the quality time together that they used to. Uh, but, but you know, we should probably move on from this because this is his personal life. It, yeah, <laughs> we're getting we're get, we're getting way into it. But that I mean, yeah, the reason why we're talking about it is because he was open about it, and we didn't ask about it. And I think that's what led us down this path. And, you know, I've had this this problem before. I mean, I, in covering baseball, um, I have known of players who were having extramarital affairs, um, and. Uh, it, Unfortunately, it's not super uncommon for that to happen outside of baseball. Um, and you look at that and you say, should I report that? Is that fair to report? That tells you something about this player. Should the fans know that? And I eventually decided that, no, it's not fair unless it affects their play on the field. Mm -hmm. if, if they miss a game because they're with their mistress, then then that's fair hey so-and-so missed the game here's why he missed the game it, it's a it's not a black and white thing for a journalist to deal with um because you're prying into the guy's personal life chicharito brought it up yesterday so yep. um and he admitted it affects his personal life so this mm -hmm. changes um you know we may have known a little bit about this about chicharito before but 
he wasn't open about it um, and he did not admit it affected it. He said he had a hamstring injury. Once he brought it up and said, it's affecting my life, then it's a little fair to talk about. But again, it's his personal life. He's admitted it. You know, um, I, I think he was big to do that. And I certainly don't want to beat him up. Um, you know, we all have skeletons in our closet that, that uh, we wouldn't want the whole world to know about. No, yeah, and, and, I, and I'm with you. And I'm with you. Money, just because he makes more money than you and I doesn't mean that we should be able to, uh, you know, uh, analyze his personal life. No, and I, I'm, I, and I've never made this, this, at least for this podcast and shows, never to be like a TMZ thing. I think to me, I didn't know all that information until he said that. I'm like, oh, is, I understand now why you haven't been able to show up because it seems like. You know, like I, I'm even I was texting even someone before here and they're like, yeah, he was uh, they're like, I uh, when you know, when I asked that, like it was obvious he wanted to get it out, you know, so it, it seemed like he, he seemed he's a talker. You know, we know he's a talker. And I, and, and I think it's like you said, it's 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 it did it did affect him his play on the field. Um, like I said, we weren't trying to be TMZ. Um, or, or we're not trying to be TMZ, but it's, 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 it's what happened and what he said in the express. And to me, I was surprised because I didn't know that. And, you know, now reading about him, you know, looking up things, I'm like, oh, okay, I guess this makes sense. And I don't, yeah, obviously I don't watch the, the Spanish media or anything that happens out there, but I guess this has a, this has been a big thing and people have been speculating about it, but I guess sometimes, you know, when he when he says certain things, um, I think, it, it, you know, it opens up our eyes because I'm, I'm more focused on how he plays on the field. But if he's not mentally right and because of all those things, it makes now to me, it makes sense why he wasn't showing up, why he wasn't playing well, why all these things. I have I have a better understanding of why he wasn't performing um, well, good for the LA Galaxy. Um, but to his credit, he 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 admitted his wrongs. He said he's back. He told you know he said like he said earlier he was. It's been it's been probably it was too late, but he's back now. He's good. So I mean, it's optimism, even though they're, they're out of the playoffs. Yeah. So I know we we, we definitely got into his his personal life without uh, wanting to go there, but um. But yeah, let's 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 wrap things up, man. Let's 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 wrap things up because uh, we we definitely went we we got into a rabbit hole. Um, so just last question: So do you think the Galaxy make a coaching decision uh, by the end of this year or the start of next year? I think it goes into the into next year again for the reasons we talked about. There's no need to rush it. The season's going to be delayed. Um, they want to see who's going to be available. You know, uh, the, the Galaxy is the Galaxy is a big club with big aspirations. Um, you talked about Robbie Keane. The Galaxy have pushed back repeatedly uh, when I've asked about Robbie Keane, um, saying that he has never co- he has never been a head coach, and um, you know just because he's a club legend, they're not they don't want to hire him because he's never been a head coach. Well, you know Stephen Gerrard never was never a head coach before, and he's done pretty well with Rangers. Um, and, you know there are a number of players who people who have never been head coach before um, who stepped in and did a good job. So. Um, they they're pushing back on Robbie Keane right now. I, I, I would probably still leave his name in the conversation because it seems to be getting pushed into the conversation from Europe, but back to your question, do they wait? There's no need to rush, especially when they got Dom. If, if that's a guy that they're seriously considering, um, Osorio's probably not going anywhere, but my point about them being a big club and having big aspirations, um, in the winter transfer window, a lot of European clubs make moves and, and a release managers, um, 
there could be somebody that that Galaxy may be interested in. Then now, you know, Arsene Wenger's names came up. They're not going to get Arsene Wenger. They're not going to get Pep Guardiola. They're not going to get Brendan Rodgers. They're not going to get somebody like that. But they may get somebody with some experience in Serie A or La Liga or or Bundesliga that they may want to talk to. Uh, and that that person may not come available until. Um, you know, January or February. Remember Bob Bradley, his last job before LAFC was at Swansea City in the Premier League, and he was he was sacked there and wound up being the LAFC coach. Uh, if the Galaxy could get another guy like Bob Bradley, that's not a bad signing. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I think, uh, yeah, you, you want to get this right if you're the LA Galaxy. Um, you know, and like you mentioned earlier, if the season starts later than usual, you definitely, you definitely want to take your time, but also, you know, have as many options as you as you as you can get and quality options that you know lead you to the to the path of success who's going to you know guide this ship for the other galaxy but kevin thank you for being on man uh before we let you go let the people know where they can follow you hey baxter 11 on twitter and then the latimes.com Got it, guys. Uh, so that's Kevin Baxter. Guys, if you, if you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure to give it a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. You can listen on Spotify or wherever you get your music. And you can follow me at Gio Garcia LA on Twitter. And you can also make sure to check us out at LA Soccer Hub on all social media platforms. For Kevin, this is Gio. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace.